0: On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight maids a-milking. Once upon a time, there was a remarkable cow. A cow called the Glass Gowan. It was called this for its colour, for this was no normal cow. It wasn't white or brown, red or brindled. This cow was the colour of the sea. It was greeny, bluey, grey. But that was not the only remarkable thing about this cow. This cow gave amazing quantities of milk, truly astonishing quantities. It could be milked three times a day and each time give 30 gallons of milk and that would still not be the end of it. Some people said that the glass gowan had walked out of the sea one day. Others said that it had walked from a river or perhaps walked down from heaven itself. No one knew exactly where the cow had come from, but they did know that the cow belonged to kian kian was one of the sons of Diem Kecht, the great healer. Now all of the children of Kept were greatly talented. His son Miak was the greatest healer Ireland had ever seen, greater even than his father. His son Gobnu was one of the first to bring smithcraft to Ireland, And Cian, well Kian's talent seems to have been with animals. He had a special kinship with them, and even had the power to transform himself into any animal he wished. And perhaps that is why the glass gowan chose him to be her human. Even though the Glasgowan had chosen Kean to be her human, that did not stop others from being jealous and from wishing to possess the cow themselves. One of these was Balor. Balor of the Baleful Eye. Balor of the Fomorian, whose fortress lay on Tory Island. At this time there were three peoples living in the land of Ireland. The Fear Bollock, the Bag Men, the hard-working Men of the Soil, the Dé Danann. The magical, almost godlike people of Craft, and the Fomorian. The Fomorian had as much magic as the Tuatha De, for they had once been one people. But whereas the Tuatha De turned their sights towards creation, the Fomorian preferred destruction. They lived on the islands on the coast of Ireland, and would regularly go upon raiding parties on the mainland. When they raided, they would take two thirds of everything, two thirds of the crops, two thirds of the wealth sometimes even two-thirds of the children. It was on such a raiding party that Balor of the Baleful Eye heard about the magical glass gowan. And when he heard about that cow, Balor wanted it. What Pallor wanted, Balor took. And so he set about a plan to steal the cow. Cian that was very protective of his treasure, he never let the glass gowan move out of his sight. Wherever Cian went, the cow was sure to go as well. And thus Balor, though he tried, he could not take the glass gowan by force. So instead, he decided to take it by trickery. One day Cian and Meek were visiting Gobnu in his forge. They had brought a quantity of iron, and their brother was making each of them of sword. As ever, Cian brought the glass gowan, leading her along by a halter he held in his hand. When they arrived at the forge, Cian, being the elder of the two, said that he would go inside and speak with their brother. He handed the halter to his brother Meek and told him to wait and watch over his precious cow. Cian went into the forge and Meek waited outside. He entertained himself in naming the flowers and herbs that grew about, for Meek knew the secret of the plants. He knew which herbs killed, which ones cured. While he was entertaining himself thus, a small red-headed boy ran up to him. The boy marvelled at the cow and asked Meek if it was his. No, replied Meek. This cow belongs to my brother Kian. I am waiting for him while he goes into the forge of our brother Govnu, who is to make us both swords. The red-headed boy frowned. I heard the smith say that there was only enough metal to make one sword. I guess your brother is going to get it since he's the one inside. This angered Miak greatly. They had agreed weapons were to be made for both, and if there was only enough metal to make one sword, it was unfair for Kian to claim it without any discussion with Miech. He handed the halter to the red-headed boy and told him to watch the cow as he stormed into the forge to have a word with his brothers. Of course, the red-headed boy was none other than Balor himself. And once all three brothers were safely in the forge, Balor spirited the Glasgowan back to his fortress on Tory Island. When Meeak stormed into the forge, hurling insult at his brothers, Gobni knew something was wrong. He demanded to speak with his red-headed boy. But when the three brothers left the forge... They found no sign of the boy, and no sign of the glass Gowan. They at once knew that this had been a trick played by Balor, played so that he might steal the glass Gowan for himself. Cian became incensed with rage. He swore revenge on Balor. He made to set straight out for Tory Island, but Mirk and Gobnu grabbed his arms. "'You cannot face Balor of the Baleful Eye!' they cried. "'Do you not know how he got his name?' Cian replied he did not know and he did not care how or what Balor's name might be. He was named for his baleful eye. As a young man, Balor spied on the druids. They were brewing up some particularly foul spell, for when the fumes of it hit him, he grew there his baleful eye. An eye so poisonous that one look is enough to kill a man. They say he has passed a metal ring through his eyelid when he goes into battle, "'A great chain is attached to it, and it takes ten men to pull open the eye, "'and then Balor stares at his enemies, and all fall before him. "'You cannot challenge Balor. "'All he would need to do would be open his baleful eye, and you would be dead.' "'Gian listened to his brothers. "'They spoke the truth. "'He would not be able to go against Balor, not in open combat. "'But as his cow had been stolen by trickery, "'he would try to get his revenge through the same methods.' He went up into the mountains and called on Birog. Some said that Birog was a druidess. Others said that she was a spirit, or even one of the she. But what is certain is that she was wise, and she seemed to have a soft spot for Cian, for she agreed to help him. Birog knew many things. Birog knew many secrets. And Birog knew the one weakness of Balor of the Baleful Eye. Many, many years ago a prophecy had been made. A prophecy made by his own wife, Kathleen of the Crooked Teeth. Made as she bore a child. And all knew that the words spoken in childbirth were some of the most powerful and dangerous there were. Kathleen of the Crooked Teeth had prophesied that Balor of the Baleful Eye would never be slain except by one man. The only person who could kill Balor would be the son of his daughter, the daughter Kathleen had just given birth to. This daughter was named Ethnu, and to ensure that she never bore a child, that the prophecy of her mother could never come true, she was sent away. A glass tower was built on an island, and there Ethne was placed, with twelve waiting women to watch over her, each under strict orders never to allow a man to enter that tower. Never to let Ethne see, speak to, or even know the name of a man. For more than twenty long years, Ethne and her twelve waiting women had lived in that glass tower. It was shrouded in mist so that no ship might accidentally find it. But Birog knew the way. Just as Balor had disguised himself to steal the glass Gowan, so Cian was disguised in order to enact his revenge upon Balor. Birog disguised him as a woman and the two travelled through the mist to the Tower of Glass. They were admitted as guests by the twelve waiting women, who were only too happy for a new pair of faces to look upon. Once inside, Birok weaved her magic, and the twelve waiting women fell into a deep slumber. Kean removed his disguise and went in search of the treasure Birok had told him was hidden there. He went up the stairs of the tower, and there he found the treasure. The treasure was Ethnu. She looked on him, and he looked on her. Kian felt his heart move, and all thoughts of the glass were forgotten. Ethnue, too, felt a stirring within her breast. She had known there was something her companions were not telling her, something out there in the wide world that she longed for but could not name, and now she felt she might be about to discover it. Kean and Ethnue had one night together, one night that seemed to last ten thousand lifetimes. But when day broke and the twelve waiting women began to wake, Birog and Kian had to leave lest they be discovered. And Ethnew, she was alone again, for about nine months, after which she gave birth, gave birth to three children, two girls and a boy. But before she had time to even name her children, Balor of the Baleful Eye arrived. He had heard that his daughter was with child, had heard that she had delivered a son. His rage was beyond reason he picked up the three children the three babes his three grandchildren he would not look on them with any of his eyes for he feared if he looked on the babes he might feel love for them and so with his eyes shut he threw all three babes into the sea assuming of course that they would drown but they did not the waves caught the two little girls and as the waves washed over them, the girls were transformed. They became dolphins. They swam and frolicked in the sea, and their descendants can still sometimes be spotted off the coast of Ireland, particularly around Dingle. The wind caught the little boy, and carried him safely all the way to the mainland, where Birog was waiting. Birog took the child from the wind and looked on him. She saw that this child would be the hero of a great many stories. She looked on him and saw... And then she spoke. She named that child. She named him Lu Le Father, Lu of the Long Arms. But she knew that in time he would grow to have another name, that one day he would be known as Lou Il the one skilled in many arts. But those are stories better told at another time. And as for the glass gowan, that marvellous cow of green and grey and blue, Well, she seems to have gone back to wherever she came from, possibly back into the sea or back into the river or back up into the sky, for no one saw her again, at least not for a very, very long time.